you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elliott. Super excited today. Have the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> What's up, Bob? How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you and how's everyone out there? I hope you guys are having an awesome day wherever you are listening in from or watching from. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm doing good. I'm sure everyone else out there is uh, doing very well. Um, so today, I wanted to talk to you about, I mean, so many different things. But I know we're only limited on uh, you know a certain amount of time. But you have killed it in your in your journey as an entrepreneur and in real estate investor uh, thus far. But uh, I, I definitely want to talk to you about online leads because you're crushing it in that aspect, as well as raising money. But um, for all the listeners out there that might not know exactly who you are. As of right now, do you mind giving you know a little little rundown of your story and you know who you are? Yeah, so um, my story is long and complicated a lot of times, but this is the short and simple version of it. Yeah, don't um, us. <laughs> <laughs> start, started it in uh, 2008 doing real estate in um, with my dad, and we bought uh, our very first property just out in a, a town called Kearney, New Jersey. If any of you know where that might be from, I'm from Jersey. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we bought that in 2000, um, 2008 and, uh, we did really well. We lost $40,000. <laughs> <laughs> so right. was this, was this, uh, before the crash or it was right around this, that time? We bought the house as things were coming down. Yeah. And so by the time it was fixed up and out, ready to go out there, things were spiraling down and just, yeah, I, I, we made every single mistake possible in that house. Wrong contractor, wrong. I, I bought it with a 203K loan. If you don't know what that is, yeah. it's like when banks give you money to fix up your personal house. And I told them I was going to live in it. I had no idea. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. Literally, I was just like, oh, man. Like, just every possible mistake that you could make in one, one deal, I made that mistake. Um, now, the, the difference was most people at that point would have said, screw this, real estate doesn't work. All those people are liars, quit and gone on with their normal life. I said, no, 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 no. There has to be uh, something that we did wrong. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Later I would find out it was everything. Yeah, everything, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm but, glad you were uh, determined. Yeah. Just was like, I got I just got to get myself educated. So I plugged myself into the right people. You know, podcasts weren't a thing at that point in time. If they were, I 100% would have been uh, listening to podcasts. But I went out, I saw YouTube videos. Um, I saw all, you know, I, I read books. I went to courses. I bought CDs for, for those of you back in the day. Literally, that was kind of like my first, my first realization of the mistakes I made was I was, um, listening to a CD on a drive from Buffalo up to outside of Toronto. And I was like, and a guy on the, on the CD is like, don't do this and don't do that. And don't do this. And I was like, Oh crap, I did this. I did that. And I did <laughs> Right. So that, that was our start. And, um, we, from, I, I ended up moving to LA shortly thereafter. And my dad, uh, and mom still lived in Buffalo and a deal fell in our lap. Um, literally the, the people that live next door to my parents, um, his sister is an agent. She got a house or got called about a house that was fire damaged. This thing was, 
uh, it was bad shape. There wasn't much left to the house at all. And um, this is in a city where the average home price here, uh, well, the average home price in that neighborhood is about 109,000, 110,000. And okay. she's like, but this is a fire damaged house. So yeah. you're not getting 110,000, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I think they were asking five or 6,000 for the house. That's how bad it was. Yeah. And we're like, and she's like, I don't even want to list this thing because it, it's just not even worth her time to, to waste as an agent. Of course. Not to mention it doesn't qualify for financing. Like it, it was just, she was like, I don't want to deal with it. She's like, I heard you guys are doing real estate. Let me know if you're interested. And so we bought that house and that was really the start of our, our say, I'll say our better path of real estate. Okay. Now we got the right deal, the right systems. We understand what we did wrong and we've been uh, much more successful from there to the point now where we've got, I don't know, I think, I think we've got six houses. We, we ended up doing, I think 15 houses last year and okay. uh, we both decided, my dad and I both decided that that was too many for what we want to do. And this yeah. is something I think, I know I'm going a little bit long with this maybe, but I think it's important to understand. It's not always about scaling up to do a hundred houses a year. Not everyone wants to do that many. Um, we did 15 and we were like, you know what? That's just, it's just not us. Um, it's just not what we're, what we want to put our time and energy and effort into. Not that we don't love doing houses. We just wanted to scale it back. So, um, I think we've got five houses that we're working on now this year. We'll probably do closer to 10. Right. Um, and, but we're going to focus on how do I get higher profit deals, better margins versus more volume. Um, and that's for us. That's fine. We don't want to, you know, I don't want to have a team of hundred people working behind me. I'm, I'm in my house right now. That's, that's what I want to be able to, to have that because my time and autonomy is more important to me than doing a lot of deals. So that's kind of, kind of been the journey from beginning to end in the short version. Okay. Now that fire damage house, um, you, you guys got it for a few, few thousand dollars, six grand or whatever. Um, how much money did you guys have to put into that? Oh, I got to think about that for a second. I think we ended up putting, so actually, no, so sorry, we bought that one for 10. That's, we, we did a lot of fire damage when we first got started because they were okay. easy to find and no one yeah. else wanted them. Um, so that one we bought for 10, we put 80,000 into it, Okay. Um, which is a lot, uh, especially for n newer renovations. Um, so we were in for 90 and we sold it for 109. Okay. Um, you know, all, all in for, for 109, um, had a, had a crazy private money lender. He's a good guy, but the rate was crazy. Uh, uh we paid 15 and five because uh, it was like one of our very first deals. And he was just like, uh, with, with a hard money lender. Right. I mean, obviously we had the deal before that. At that um, time as well. I'm sure that, you know, uh, around that time, it was a little scary time. So Exactly. People were concerned. He had no idea who we were. We had no track record at that point. Um, well, we had a house for a track record, which wasn't very good. Wasn't good uh, yeah. so, so we paid it. But you know what? We, at the end of the day, I, I think we made 12 grand or something like that, which yeah. um, on, a, on essentially a $100,000 house, uh, that's not that bad, right? And we actually funded the 10 grand purchase ourselves, and then he gave us the 80 for the rehab. Yeah. Um, so it was, was it a home run deal with, you know, a lot? No, but for us, it was like, wow, we, our first year we lost 40 making 12 felt really freaking good. And it was the right step in the right direction from there. And, and we got better as we went along and, and obviously make more money now per house. But even still, I mean, really, you know, if you're talking about making 12 grand, 10, 12 grand on a hundred thousand dollar house, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe not for the work that we had in time that we put into it, but again, you know, sometimes you do what you have to for to get your first deals under your belt and get some experience and learn before you have to move on forward and go from there. Of course. Yeah. I love it that you stay persistent with, uh, you know, that first one didn't work out so well, but you, you're definitely dedicated to learning it the right way. So kudos to you for making it work. So, um, so moving forward, you jumped into fortune builders, correct? 
I did. Yes. Okay. And, um, and you went for the education portion, but then you actually started uh, teaching it eventually, correct? Yep. Yep. Cool. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? And um, I mean, you guys have a flipping business now as well as an online course and in-person uh, help as well for educating more people out there, right? Exactly. Yeah. We got, we got a lot going on, but um, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there that'll, that'll bash the grooves in the, in the big companies like fortune builders or any of those others. Um, and I'm not, I'm not at all ashamed to say that they helped me get through um, and get to me where, where I am 100% would not be as successful as I am without those guys pushing me. And I owe a lot to them. Um, and, and specifically what I want to say about that is, is they're awesome. There's a lot of awesome people out there find the right people that, that fit with you and, and learn from them. That's the most important part um, than anything else. And then figure out what you like doing. So I know one of, one of, I, I think, so th this is, this is actually a true story. What happened was um, I had a, a, a big success in the internet marketing space. Um, we, we launched our first digital product and we made about 20 grand in two months uh, off our first digital product, which was for us at that point was mind blowing. Like, oh my God, like we can do 20 grand. Like we're doing 20 grand deals for real estate that take months and months and months, uh, lots of work and effort and, and, you know, babysitting of contractors and all this. And all of a sudden here I am and I, I launched an internet product and made 20 grand, which you know, took me a while to get the product up. But once it was done, I was like, what? Um, and so I got called up on stage to share what I had done and how I, how, some of my successes with that. And I had this weird out of body moment. And if you told me before that, mo uh, that point in time that I would have been like, no, out of body things don't happen. That's stupid yeah. BS. Like, no, um, but I did. Uh, and I was like, holy, I, I, I could not tell you to this day, I was on stage for 20, maybe 30 minutes, if that, um, couldn't tell you what I said, have literally zero idea what I said. I don't, I don't know a word that I said. All I remember is watching myself from above saying, this is what you're supposed to be doing. How you're supposed to be doing it with the people you're supposed to be doing it with. And I, and I, I dove head first and I said, how do I get on more stages? Yours, anyone's doesn't matter whose it is. I just want to get my message out, help people that way. Um, and that launched for me, uh, a six year rotation of speaking for them as well as others and myself. Um, I've done over 2,500 hours on stage at this point in time and uh, helped uh, probably, I don't know, it's got to be approaching about 10,000 people uh, in, in that time as well. And um, that was really the catalyst for us to launch Tab, well, one of the catalysts for us to launch Tab Retreat, which is a retreat where I get to speak on my own stage that I own and help uh, help people in real estate in an awesome, cool place. So, um, but it all started with just sharing something that, that I had done well with others and then spawned into something so much more. And if you told me when I started, so this was what, 2012, if you told me in 2012 that that's was, you know, that this is going to be the trajectory of where I would go, I would have been, I would have laughed at you because I was kind of like that shy, insecure, um, kid in the back, you know, I didn't, I didn't, Stage is not for me. When they told me I was going up on stage, I literally freaked out. I was like, what do you mean? On stage, what, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, but honestly, it's been one of the greatest gifts and experiences I've ever could have had because it's, it's helped me grow in so many ways and done so much for my business to be able to, to leverage that into something more. Of course. Yeah, I love that. Man, that, that's uh, definitely powerful to see, you know, the outer body experience as well as from, you know, the scary, timid boy into the man that you are today. It's really awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> elaborate a little bit more about, um, you know, the, the tab retreat. I, I know a lot of people are definitely going to want to learn more about that and uh, some more successes before we dive into, you know, some of the online leads. Yeah, for sure. So Tab Retreat is uh, a unique spin on a mastermind slash retreat. It's kind of both. So the, the three of us that started it, so Tab stands for the absolute best, but it also happens to be the initials of our three partners, which is Terry, Anthony, and myself, Bob. I love it. Um, yeah. And so what we, what we realize is that we all spend tens of thousands of dollars a year on masterminds. Um, sometimes even more than that. I mean, I, I, on the year when we, when we started this last year and it's, it's, so it's a pretty new idea. When we started this last year, it was, um, honestly, it, it, I had spent about 75 grand on masterminds and events that year, which is kind of nuts. I, I scaled that back since then. Cause I was like, well, this is maybe just a bit, I kind of went like a little bit, I was like, not enough. Way too much. Hold on, let's go back a little bit. Um, but we spend all this money and we go to these events and they're always great. Like I, I've yet to go to a mastermind that I was like, this is this was a waste of my time because I always learned something. There's something I take away that can be immediately implementable is going to help me grow or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but the thing that we noticed was you go to these events and you spend eight to 12 hours inside a boardroom or, or a, a ballroom. Um, and then you go out and you've got maybe a day or two to really network with the people outside of like the five or 10 minute breaks they give you in between, or maybe at lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, and what we often found is that the things, it wasn't that the, the speakers that were brought in or, or the knowledge that was being shared, I'll say, uh, as part of the event wasn't good. It's just a lot of times, that one random person you sit down with at lunch or have a drink with that night and just open up and talk to them about, they're the ones that help push your, your, the needle forward in your business so much more than networking. Um, and that, and, and the other thing that's interesting about this too, is you go to the, a lot of these masterminds and more and more they're starting to do this where they're asking, what do you want out of the mastermind? Yeah. And the number one, every mastermind I'm in, the number one thing said by every single person is better connections, yeah. more connections, more connectivity, um, not just more, but just uh, more in terms of quantity, but also more in terms of depth. I yeah. want a, a deeper connection deeper with these people. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're like, man, you know, that's, that's the thing. So Tab Retreat was founded on the principle of getting you out of the boardroom and into your board shorts. That's our little yeah. tagline. Um, <laughs> And, and so we, we do it a little bit differently. It's 80% networking and 20% directed content, which means you only spend, so this last one, actually, I think we did too much. We're going to scale it back even a little bit further. We did about three hours a day inside the room. And then the rest of the time was directed networking, which what that for us means is, Hey, we're all going to be at this place at this time yeah. to go talk and, and network and meet and hang out. Right. So just, so you know where to be. And the, and then we said, not just that, but what if we do it for a whole week instead of just a weekend? Mm -hmm. And what if we do it somewhere remote? Not, re not necessarily remote, but not, listen, like, the number of times I go to a mastermind in Vegas, I love Vegas. Don't get me wrong. But like, I've been there like six times in the last eight months. I, I'm good on Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, we said, okay, let's go somewhere cool. That's all inclusive. So you don't have to worry about food, drinks, or anything else. Literally everything, every desire you have is taken care of for you. So that all you have to do is focus on networking, learning, and growing. And we do it for a whole week. And the other reason that we do it for a week is because I don't want to say it's not for newbies, but a lot of newbies just don't have the ability to take a week off. Mm. Um, and go somewhere. And, and this is not to say that if you're a newbie, you're not welcome at Tab Retreat because you absolutely are. Um, it just, we want to bring the stakes up. 
We want to make sure that the people that we're bringing are really diving deep. And I, and I know that if, even if you are a newbie and you come for a whole week and commit to this, that means you're really committed, which means you're going to give, not just take. I see so many events where people go and they just take, 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 right? Because they don't, uh, you know, and, and listen, I, I know that if you're committing to a whole week of learning and growing, you, you're, you'll have, you'll figure out your thing because I have enough time, even if I don't, you don't know what that is. I, or the people you're with have enough time to pull that information out of you. And a lot of times as a newbie, you don't even realize what you bring to the table because you're just new. Um, uh, but a week with people who understand what you're doing oftentimes is able, enables us to pull it out. So we do them in cool locations. Um, the first two were in Cancun. Uh, we're going September 22nd to 29th in Jamaica, Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Um, and it's, again, it's just, it, what we've created is a family and the yeah. family is what it's all about. Cause it's that, that deeper level of connection that a lot of times you don't get other places. Of course. Yeah, man, that is awesome. I definitely, I definitely want to be a part of that and check that out in the near future. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah. So all, everyone, everyone's welcome. And yeah. by the way, guys, even if, if you're like, you know what, I don't even want to care about real estate. You just want to come to Jamaica for a week. <laughs> that's you. That's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, cool. So as far as some of recent success and everything, you know, along the journey, I know you're partnered with your dad right now. You have, uh, 25 plus units, um, with plans to get a lot more in this next year that are buying holds that, um, that are, currently producing 12k plus for you know um passive income and and uh you know right now what what are some of the goals to move forward yeah so uh this is this is actually a huge shift for me in the last okay. few months um and so goal number 1 is to start uh, replacing myself as much as possible. I don't want to be in doing things that I don't want to be doing. And it's not to say that I'm doing a lot that I don't want to do, but I want to do less of what I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, it's all about systems. Exactly. And that's come with, um, I'm going I'm to give a shout out to Ty Lopez at 10X because he's yeah. actually the one that planted this idea in my head. Um, not to say that he planted it in my head, but he, he reminded me, because I, I already knew this, this thought, but he reminded yeah. me that it's something I could be doing and yeah. wasn't capitalizing on. And that's, um, finding, finding partners and people that can take the work on and I can be the face of putting it out there Yeah. Um, because that's what I'm good at. I, I do Facebook lives. I do social media. I do internet marketing. That's, that's right. where my strengths lie. If you tell me like, Hey Bob, I need your help with accounting. I like debits, credits are confusing to me. I don't <laughs> know. I don't want to know. I don't care to know. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna say it's not important. I get that it is. I just, it's just not important to me. It's not where I have passion. It's not where I have drive. It's not where I do. Um, anything like I just, it's just, <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm working very much on finding the right people and plugging them in. And this has allowed a couple of things to happen for me, which is pretty amazing. Number one, tab retreat wouldn't be that way unless I had this idea. Yeah. Number two is, um, you know, I've got a digital marketing agency now that actually helps people do digital marketing, specifically real estate investors, because that's what I know best. I can do it for anyone. Honestly, digital marketing is the same no matter what niche you're in. Um, but I'm focusing on the real estate simply because um, for right now, at least that's, you know, again, where my focus is. Okay. And, um, but I've got a partner in that and basically he does the work. I just drive us clients, which is again, what I'm good at. And um, yeah, so this year is, is all about um, becoming the general of my business, stepping myself out and saying, okay, you guys go do these things. I'm thinking big picture up here. How do we build being, you know, massive versus just how do I build this one thing? 
I love it, brother. That is awesome. Yeah, I think that's very important to, you know, sit back and reflect on the situation as well as what can you outsource? Because like you said, you need to be the general to, to think about the bigger and longer picture to grow this business. So that's awesome, man. I'm really excited for Tab. I mean, that, that is, I've always actually, it's funny because um, I've always actually wanted to do something similar. And mm-hmm. then once I see you guys actually implementing it and doing it, I was like, damn, this is awesome. <laughs> like vacation as well as networking galore and having all, you know, I love talking real estate. So everybody, everybody in that <laughs> mind, yeah, exactly. Everybody in that mindset is all, all around building relationships. So very, very cool. Cool. So let's shift this over and let's talk about online leads because that's, that's how you're getting a lot of your business, correct? And yeah, really probably about uh, 30 to 35% of our leads come from online sources. Okay. And I feel like nobody really talks about this uh, enough, I believe. You know, there, there's people out there that are doing it, but they, they might not be getting the best results or uh, just overall, you know, they're not talking about it. They're keeping it on the hush hush. And, yeah. you know, a lot of millennials getting started, I think they could relate with this and be able to take their business to the next level to get these leads. For sure. I, so here's the thing. I don't think anybody's doing internet marketing, not the right way. Or yeah. I'm saying not nobody does. I just very, very few are. And and here's exactly why. It's because internet marketing is not a well, with a few exceptions, which I'm going to talk about, is not an immediate lead generation strategy. It's a long term play. Okay. And that's what people don't get. And investors, we're impatient. Yeah. A lot of we want leads now, right? Yeah. I send direct mail out today. I get calls tomorrow. I do banner signs today. I get calls tomorrow. I go to a networking meeting. I get a wholesale deal today. Right. So we see all those, but what, but what we don't realize is that there's, there's active marketing and there's passive marketing. Um, and, and really this is a unique idea in the sense that active marketing is I have to keep doing it. Passive marketing is I've done it once and now it can repeat itself just like passive income. Right. Same idea. And the passive side, um, is going to be far, far smaller than the active side for a long time. And I'll, I'll define what that is in a minute. But as you go, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until the point where it can actually replace almost completely your active side if you want it to. Not yep. to say you should, but it could. Um, so I've been doing internet marketing for our real estate business for five years, six years. Okay. Um, and I, I generate, I want to say eight to 10 leads a week, which you might be saying, that doesn't sound like a lot, Bob. And it's probably not, except for the fact that my close ratio of those eight to 10 leads is massive. We'll, we'll probably close either, either to either a bird dog fee to someone, to a wholesale deal or a rehab, one of those three strategies, yeah. those alone, or I guess buy and hold too, let's call it those four. Um, probably seven uh, of the, let's say seven out of 10. So probably about 70%. No right? Wow, that is huge. That is right? how- and, and the reason is, is because if they've gone through all the steps of my yeah. marketing to get to the point where I get their information, yeah. they're, they're like, yo, I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah, let's like, go. They, like, I don't know what you need, but just make it like they're, you know what I mean? Like we had yeah. one guy one time he, he, and, and, and I, this happens, this is not like a unique story for, for us, but he called us up. He's like, yeah, uh, I, I went, I went to the, the Google and I found you. Can you buy my house? <laughs> well, we can let's, let's talk. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he's like, well, I don't want a lowball offer. I do not offer me less than 12 grand for this house. And I'm like, 
I'm like running my numbers. I'm like, yeah, I was going to offer you 30, but 12 sounds good. Yeah. Then, but of course, I'm not going to say 12 sounds good. I'm like, oh, I could probably do 10, maybe 10 and a half. And he's like, oh, 11, seven. I was like, you know what? I like you. I'll go last. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But because if they've gone through all these steps to get there, I know that they're there. And, and so it may not be a ton, but the, the quality of the lead is always better. They're much more motivated. And okay. almost always, no one else knows about these properties. No one else is bidding on them. They're not, I, I'm usually the first person they're contacting. So I'm getting, so I can walk in and offer them a crazy price yeah. um, that, you know, not, not crazy. I mean, not, not like, so I can offer them what they need. Um, yeah. It still makes sense for me. And not have to worry about it. And in this market, especially right now, deals, uh, everyone's saying, I can't find deals. I can't find deals. No, it's not that you can't find deals. You're either terrible at negotiating (laughs) or your marketing is terrible. Because let's be real, right? If if you were a great negotiator, you'd be getting deals. Of course. Simple as that. But that's hard. It takes a lot of time, a lot of practice, and people just aren't good at it. Number two, if you're not getting deals, that means your marketing is bad, which means you're probably either doing the same marketing as everybody else. You're doing... Um, you, or, or you're hitting the same lists or the same people or the same places. So you, you're, you see competition. And what that means is when there's competition, let's be real, it's, it's, it's harder for you to get a deal, 100%, yeah. which means you got to try something different. And this is where internet marketing is, um, you know, I'll say I, maybe I got a little bit lucky in the fact that we were building this. Um, we were building this and, you know, now that things are going crazy, it's reaping more rewards for me. But at the same time, um, it doesn't matter if the market's going up or down. My marketing is always going to be out there um, and, and working. Now, with that, I want to talk about a couple things I think are super important. And if you're listening to this, get your pen and paper out. This is where everyone goes wrong on internet marketing, in my opinion. Yeah, please. Number one, be patient. It's going to take time, effort, whatever. The only thing that doesn't take time is running Google P- uh, PPC ads for sellers um, or Facebook ads for buyers. And I'm talking about that. That's an important thing. That's gonna be number two. Yeah. Th- those are great. Don't get me wrong. You can get lots of leads very quickly, immediately, if you want to pay for them. All right. And yeah. in that context, however, here's a deal. If you're going to run Google PPP, uh, PPC ads, be prepared to drop three grand a month for no less than three months. Minimum. Min- that's like bare minimum. I'd like to see you do five grand for about five months. Okay. The reason is, is that lead generation on Google is expensive in real estate. On average, for the people that we run leads for, uh, lead generation for on Google, you're paying 90 to $150 for a lead. Not a deal, wow. a lead. Okay? Now, one, you know, I, I can, yeah. in, in the Google PPC realm, you're going to generate probably about 10 leads to get one deal. Okay. On average, right? Yeah. So I might spend $1,500 to get a deal, but that's a great trade off. If I've got the marketing budget to throw at it, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, you might also be finding, like I did, I don't run Google PPC ads in my market because it was probably, it was was about $1,000 to $1,100 per deal, which you might be saying, well, if I'm making $20, $1,000, why would you not do that? Well, because I also realized that I can run a bandit sign campaign or internet marketing campaign and my cost per deal is about $600. Of course. So I'm going to throw more at that than this. Even though this is good, this is better. Yeah. And, and that's ties back to something completely different that we don't even have time to talk about. That's metrics. You've got to understand your metrics. If you don't know your metrics, don't even, if you, if you can't understand metrics, don't even bother with internet marketing, honestly, because if you don't, you're, you're just throwing money at something that you have no idea if it's working or not or any marketing, in my opinion, just track okay. that stuff. But anyways, 
So it takes time. Be patient, build it, continue on. Number two, understand what networks are you marketing on and who is on those networks. When it comes to social media specifically, there are two kinds of networks. There are demographic-based networks and there are query-based networks. Demographic-based networks, social media, that's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. These are demographic-based markets, which what that means is people are going to find things based on their demographics, not what they're looking for. Here's what I mean by that. People don't go to Facebook today to say, you know what, man, my life freaking sucks. I lost my job. I'm losing my house. It's going to foreclosure. Um, my wife's divorcing me. She took the dog, the truck. Um, I got to pay 60,000 in credit card debt and I got nowhere, no idea where to go. Like, have you ever seen someone post that on Facebook? No, because Facebook is for people to go, look at me. My life's amazing, right? Like yeah. perfect example of this is, is um, a friend of a friend is getting divorced um, and his girlfriend who doesn't want to get divorced, he's the one divorcing her, is like, no, life's great. Like everything's amazing. Look at us. We're so happy. And I'm like, I just, yeah. I just read a text from you yesterday that says how freaking miserable you both are, but we don't, we don't want, we want to put the pretty pictures up, right? Then, yeah. Right? Yeah. So demographic-based networks are terrible for finding motivated sellers with a few exceptions. Okay. Right? Because people don't go out there and say, look, my life sucks and I want to sell my house. Query-based networks, however, these are your search engines, Google, um, Bing, Yahoo. Those are the only ones that really matter. There's a million others, but they don't matter. Um, okay. Actually, even Yahoo and Bing are pretty much irrelevant. Let's be real. It's, it's yeah. all about Google. Google still controls 80% of searches done worldwide. That's For all you sure. need to know. Yeah. Um, Query-based networks, those are where you find good motivated sellers online because they're saying, here's my problem. Because it's kind of anonymous, right? I can do a Google search and Google knows that I searched this, but no one else does. Like it's not publicly, like my friends and family don't know. Yeah. Um, and so understand the differences. Demographics are great for buyers. Query is great for sellers. Now, the one exception is over here on Facebook is that if you have a list of people already and you upload that list to Facebook to run ads to them, you can find sellers that way. So for example, let's say I go to a list provider, I buy a list of people in pre-foreclosure uh, and I have their name and address and ideally their phone number. You need at least those three things really. Name and address sometimes works, but not as well. Um, if you have their email, even better. Um, okay. Email that they use for Facebook. I can upload that as a custom audience to Facebook and then target them that way. Yeah. Um, but again, Facebook in general, better for buyers, uh, social media, better for buyers, uh, query based stuff, Google, Yahoo, Bing, better for sellers. Yeah. You've got to understand what you're doing. And cause I see people all the time. I, I run ads for sellers and I'm not getting any leads on Facebook. Well, of course you're not. Yeah. Because how do you define a demographic of a motivated seller? You can't Yeah. like I could be, you know, the old lady that owns a house next door to me could be, and the young couple on the other side could be, and they're three completely different demographics. I can't say this is a demographic of person who um, is likely to be motivated to sell in most cases, right? Now, if you're like, let's say you're in a big city and all of a sudden they close a plant and 15,000 jobs disappeared, well, then maybe you could say, oh, that works here. Let's target those folks, maybe. But even still, um, it's much, much harder to do. And then number three, uh, most important thing is you've got to be consistent, yep. constantly putting information out there. Give, 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 give value before you ever ask for anything back. If you don't do it that way, you're going to fail. 
Straight up, you will not succeed in today's market online unless you're giving value and you're consistent. And what I mean by consistent, not just consistent, but it's gotta be quality, right? If you're out there going, we buy houses cash fast, get an offer, um, you know, no fees, no realtor commissions, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, everyone says that, right? Don't yeah. say that stuff anymore. Listen, it's not that it doesn't work. It does. It's just, that's what everyone else is saying too. So now you're just like everybody else. You got to stand out. So I don't say, hey, we'll buy a house. You, I say, we'll buy your house for cash. But before we do, we need to have a conversation. I want to understand what's your goal? What are you looking to get out of this? Yeah. And how can I help you get to that ultimate solution? Now they're like, you want to help me? You're not just in it for my house. And you know, and also it changes the conversation. And the more you can do that online, the better off you'll be. And so that's, that's what you need to do to be successful online. And oh, by the way, um, with a consistency thing too, it's gotta be quality, good stuff, give value, yep. uh, video. Ideally live, why? Because live is still killing it. It's yep. dramatically dropped. So I've been doing lives for two years now and I've seen a dramatic drop in my reach. Um, oh yeah. Dr dramatic drop, but it's still better than anything else. The second best thing is just video. So pre-recorded video that you put out there. Um, and then it goes down from there. Then you got picture. Well, actually then you got gifts, then you got pictures, then you've got, uh, those little color square boxes where they, they do like the red or the blue or the weird color choices you can pick. And then, um, plain text and then links. Like that's the hierarchy of posting on Facebook anyways. I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is so much great value. This is awesome. Good. So, you know, when, when you are targeting all these, um, these people, how are, how are you, how are you getting, keeping track of everything, of your metrics? So there's a couple of ways to do this. Um, and the answer depends on what your budget is for what you have going on right now. Yeah. The best way is just to get a different phone number and website for every single marketing campaign you do. But I get that a lot of people are like, I, maybe I don't have, you know, even if it, let's just say you, you're buying a basic number from like phone.com or someplace like that, like a voice over IP number. And it's well, I think their basic one is 10 bucks a month. Um, if you've got 10 different campaigns happening online, you're spending also, you're spending a hundred dollars a month on just phone system, like just phone numbers. Right. Yep. So some, some, that may not be that. That's the easiest way to do it. Cause now I know, Oh, they call this number. Bam. I, I can track very easily. Um, the workaround to this is to create fake people in your business. So, when I do certain posts, I might say, uh, if it's me posting it, I can't do this. But if, I'm, if I've got like a web page or I've got a direct mail campaign, this works for that too or anything, uh, um, I might address the letter or the campaign or the person that they have to call to some fictitious person in my business. Okay. So, hey, call me, Brenda, at da 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 and then when they call, of course, there is no Brenda. Like, is Brenda here? Okay, now I know exactly what campaign they came yeah, from, yeah. right? And... Then I'd say, well, you know what? Brenda's actually not here right now, but my name's Bob and I'll be happy to help you. Uh, I'm actually Brenda's counterpart. What can I do for you, right? And then we, we work through it, whatever. Now I know who they are. Um, so that's a kind of a, an easy workaway around it. And then just track everything. Track um, the ultimate number for me is what's my cost per deal um, from a marketing standpoint. Obviously, I want to track profit separately, but uh, from a marketing standpoint, what is my cost per a deal, which means how much money do I have to spend to get a deal in that marketing campaign? So like I said, in Google, I might spend $1,500 to get a deal. And in your market, if I can make 50 or 60,000, you might go, man, that's a steal. I'll do that all day long. Yeah. In my market where I'm getting $600 deals for other places, I'm going to say, no, 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 that's good, but I'm doing better over here. Of course. Um, you know, I can literally do twice as many deals if I wanted to this direction. 
Yeah. Um, and so that, that's, uh, that's the easy way. And then obviously if you're using, uh, the cool thing about internet stuff is that a lot of it's very trackable. So I can, I can track everything. There's a, a concept called plumbing, um, which is if you're going to run ads, a very important concept, which is basically, so just like plumbing in a house, it's always in the back, right? It's always in the back end. We don't think about it until it's not working and there's a problem. Yeah. With your web, it's the same thing, right? You've got to make sure that you've got everything set up on the back end so that when people come in from one way, they're going through your plumbing to the right place, which means, let's say, for example, that someone found you from a Facebook ad, they clicked to your squeeze page, you're like, oh, it's interesting, but they closed out, then they got a retargeted ad later on, then they went to you, uh, you're like, you know what, I don't want to go to that one, but I want to go to your business page, I go to your business page, I found a blog post, and that's where I actually opted in and gave you my information. Do you yeah. know that that happened or does your system just tell you they went to a blog post? Because here's the problem. If your systems, if your plumbing yeah. set up incorrectly, you would have thought they came from the blog post. You're like, oh man, I got to double down on blogging and yeah. you do it and it's not working. You're like, I don't understand why it's, why is this not working? That's well, right. it's because it wasn't your, wasn't your blog post. It was that initial Facebook ad you ran. That's where the lead came from. But if you don't have the plumbing in the back end set correctly, and this means do you have your Facebook pixel set up, your LinkedIn pixel set up, do you have Google Tag Manager, do you have Google Analytics, do you have all of these pieces tied into all of your web pages, all of your screen, all of this has to be set properly. If you're not doing that, you're, you're, you don't run ads at all because you're basically just going to piss money away. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's the truth of the matter. No, I love it. And it, it is so, so important to actually keep track of all these things. Because like you said, you're going to piss it away, all your money. Um, but, you know, it is very important, like you are talking about a minute ago, you know, to give tons of value because you need to, you need to build that no like, and trust factor and get people to want to actually work with you. Once, you, once you break down that wall uh, that people build up naturally and get them to like, befriend you with all the value that you're giving, you know, that, that's where the deals end up coming in. And, you know, you also brought up in, in the past about uh, people struggling to find that deal. Uh, that people run up to me all the time and ask me, you know, the same thing, especially here in San Diego, California. You know, everybody's always complaining about, you know, finding a deal. And I naturally always ask them, you know, what is, what's your budget behind that? Because your budget will determine, you know, and the avenue that you're actually doing to, uh, to find these deals. So, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers it game. I talk about it right now. Like, listen, it's a tough market. It's a hot market, um, yeah. which means, you know, in a, in a, I'll say a, a, a average market, you might be doing, especially in San Diego, somewhere like 50 leads, 25 houses you look at, one you buy. But in a hot market like today, it's probably going to be closer to 80 or 90 leads yeah. for 20 you look at for one you buy. That's right. um, and, and, but the important thing to understand about that is that even though your lead number went up and your marketing costs went up, when you go to sell a deal in a hot market, you're probably going to make more money faster as well. So it compensates for itself in a different way. It's more work, um, but you're making more money. Yeah. And at the end of the day, just like you said in, in the very beginning, like you need to be determined. You need to, when you, when you get hit with a couple uh, no's or whatever it may be, and you, you just got to realize it is a numbers game. And especially in the beginning, getting started uh, with, some of the, with some people, you know, you're going to have a lot of learning curves. So you really just got to keep persistent and, and realize that it will come to you. Um, cool. So I want to switch it over. So after you get all these leads coming in and you know, you're ready to go, you get a great deal, then you run the numbers, every, everything's looking right. Then obviously you need the money for it. So how, how do you raise your money? 
or how, how do you fund these deals? Yeah. So, uh, I, and I, I alluded to this at the beginning because I, I knew we were going to talk about this and this is important, right? So my very first deal guys, 15 and five, that's what I paid for my money. Yeah. Right. That I, I guarantee you, if you can survive that, yeah. you'll survive anything in real estate. Let's be real. Right. That yeah. was, that was rough. Um, and that's expensive uh, so money. <laughs> dude, it's very expensive. That's why they call it hard money. Cause it's hard to swallow that rate when you see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here, here's a couple of, of tips I can give you on this. So we've got, I don't know, probably about two point, I don't know. I, I actually just looked yesterday. It was 2.3 or $2.4 million outstanding on projects and rental properties as well. Um, well, that's good debt. <laughs> yeah. All good debt. Love yeah. that debt. Right. So a couple of things. Number one, every single lender that I've ever gotten in my business, every single one of them, that's not hard. So, which means just private lenders, people, individuals with money yep. who want to lend and earn a great rate. None of them bought because um, of any single thing. They, uh, and when I say bought, they bought into me. They bought into the idea of lending with me is what I mean by that. Yeah. They chose to pull the trigger with me because of a lot of little things over a period of time that compiled into something more trustworthy. That's right. Here's what I mean by that, right? So the, my very first private lender was a coworker of mine uh, at my old job before I was able to quit and you know start doing all this full time. And he had 10 grand um, and that was it. And, yeah. I, and I was like, done. Yeah. We'll take it, right? Now, yeah. today, if you told me you had 10 grand, I'm probably not even gonna listen to you because honestly, I just don't need to because um, we're dealing with people that um, maybe 25 on the small side for a small deal that we've got going on because it's Buffalo. We can buy some cheaper properties here, yep. but usually I'm looking for 50 plus. Um, and again, you'll determine what that number is in your market. In San Diego, 50,000, you know, that's probably gonna be a drop in the bucket for you guys in most cases. Yeah. Um, but you'll find these people, right? So it, it's, it's consistency over time. It's letting them know what you do and letting them, not just letting them know, but letting everyone know. And this ties right back to what I was talking about with internet marketing, which is that consistency piece. Always be talking about your deals, what you got going on, showing them what you got going there. Um, I remember actually uh, the second Harmony and the Lender that we went to for our second deal, because um, uh, I, I didn't want to do the 15 to five again, yeah. uh, was like, he, I had already started our internet marketing at that point. And even at that point, it was, it was basic, right? Like we had a Facebook page. Um, yeah. I might've had like 30 likes. This is got, and this is early on. Right. Um, and he was like, wow, you guys have like a website. You got this, you got that. You have this credibility packet. Like you have all these, like he, he was, he bought into it. Right. Oh. And start there. Just let people know. Now, the other thing that people don't do in my opinion is that they don't realize that you're not in the real estate business. Okay. You're in the marketing business and you're marketing, um, two things. You're marketing yourself and you're marketing um, making money. That's all you're marketing. Yourself is the person who's gonna solve the problem for your yeah. sellers, okay, by buying their house. And making the money is, hey, I do real estate so I can help you make a lot of money, right? Okay. You're, you're marketing, because if, if you don't have money and you don't have deals, you don't really have anything. You gotta have these two things. Now, in my opinion, the deal is more important. The money will come. If you, if you, and I know everyone says that and everyone's like, I, I can't get money. Well, okay. When you're looking at the deal, if you don't have any money, make sure you're planning for the 15 and five. Yeah. Guess what? Then if you get 15 and two, you just made more money. But if the deal works at 15 and five, you'll probably be good anywhere else. Right? So yeah. plan for it to be expensive, get the deal and then work yourself down. Okay. Yeah. So 
That's number one, uh, or number two, which is consistency. The next thing that's important is just to leverage the relationships that you have. Realize, I don't care who you are, what market you are, no one's gonna give you money for your first deal unless they really, really, really trust you. Yep. And even then, they still might not. Why? Because you have no track record, okay? So what does that mean for you? That means a couple things. Number one, you're probably gonna have to start with hard money, and that's fine. Yeah. Borrow as much hard money as you can possibly get for that first deal and then leverage whoever and whatever you can for the rest. So that 10,000 I got, that covered a portion of my rehab, right? Okay. I had to get it from a bunch of different people to do it all and they all got different lean positions, um, which was crazy and insane and I would never do it again um, okay. unless I absolutely had to. But guess what? I still got the deal done, I still made money. That's right. And that's the starting point. And then lastly, you are in the business of, if you're the person getting the money for your, for your business, so like and my business, my dad and I both raise money, but um, I, I, I don't know if I've raised more necessarily, but I feel like I, I have, I, I'm generally, I do very well at finding our first position lenders and he does okay. very well at finding our second position lenders cool. um, or sometimes third, um, depending on the deal. But you need to stay in communication with your lenders. And I yeah. think that's something that people don't do. And even I'm, I'm, I'm not the best at this and I know that, but I know that when I am good at it, the results are better and they speak for themselves in the sense that people continue to lend with us over and over and over because we're doing the right thing in the right way for those people. That's right. So, um, just Trans transparency is very, very important. Exactly. That communication and, and leverage your audience, leverage your friends and your family to start with and then work yourself out from there. And if you don't already have your private money pitch nailed, Yep. So that when you're at your soccer game or baseball game this summer, or when you're, um, you know, in line for coffee or wherever it is, it doesn't matter. Right. And somebody asks you what you do, you don't do real estate. You help people make a lot of money Yeah. by doing right. real estate. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's and, to, to reword it that way, because uh, mm -hmm. for, for a very long time, when somebody would ask me, Hey, so what do you do? I would tell them, you know, I do real estate. I'm a real estate investor. Um, but when you actually reword it, just, just like you just said, you know, I, I help people make a lot of money and become financially free through real estate, then mm -hmm. you know, people, people love that and they get drawn into it. Yeah. I mean, so I usually say something to the effect of, you know, in every situation is a little bit different, but something to the effect of, you ever seen one of those shows where they, you know, in 20 minutes they take a house and they flip it and they make a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do that, but I do that by actually talking to people just like yourself who are unhappy with the returns in their retirement accounts. Uh, how are you feeling about your retirement account? Now, this is a tricky question, right? Because the last few years, I may be going, well, I'm really happy, right? Yeah, really good right so, now. So the easy way around that, and everyone all goes, well, everyone's you know, stoked about the retirement account now, Bob, but it doesn't work anymore. I was like, yeah, yeah it does. I say, so you've been doing really, really well so far, yeah. but did you see that article from uh, the co-president of J.P. Morgan Chase? It says it's going to come down about 40% in the next downturn. Yep. How's your, how's your retirement account looking at it? Are you secured against something yeah. like that? And they start going, uh, Might nope. be a good time to start pulling some out and start lending to you when it's secure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you just start, start with the conversation and, and, and guys understand that for most of them, what is, what's their goal? Actually, this is, this is actually probably really important. Very, so very important. What, when you're talking to a private money lender, what do they want? Right? Yeah. So like I have one private money lender and he's an awesome guy. Um, he's, he's, our primary lender for most of our deals right now, mm -hmm. right? It's about making money, but it's not really all about making money for him. Like he, obviously he wants to make money, right? But I, I don't know how much this guy has, honestly, but I'm guessing he's worth 
probably close to $100 million is what I've, I've gathered just based on what he's funded for me and other people that I know and what he's got going on at any given time, right? Yeah. So let's be real. At a certain point, making, you know, when I, if I pay him $30,000, you know, this year, okay. I mean, it's good, but don't yeah. get me wrong. 30000 is a drop in the bucket compared to the $100 million that he's probably got sitting in his retirement accounts, right? Sure. So it's not about that. It's about the relationship, right? He likes knowing that he's helping people. Yeah. Um, he likes knowing that he's making money. And ultimately, he's got kids and grandkids and what he's building is for them. So whenever I have a conversation, I'm going to hone in on those things, right? I'm going to say, what, you know, what do you want? What do you need? Um, so I, you know, I have all of his kids and grandkids names written down in my database so that if I forget anything about them, when I call him, I can say, Oh, how's Josie? How's Tony? How's Bobby? How's, you know, these aren't their actual names, but you get, yeah, you yeah. Get what I'm saying. yeah. Um, but it's so great. That is really, really good information. I do the same thing and I, I, I list it in my phone just so, you know, I'm prepared because yep. people are, are buying into you. Just like you, you said, you know, like they don't necessarily care about the deal. I just, I just ended up raising money from a, a friend, a neighbor. And, um, you know, he didn't really ask about the deal at all. You know, marketing wise, I've never had to ask people for money. Right. I get excited about my deals and I just, I, I tell everybody and they get excited. They're like, next time they see me, they ask me, Hey, so what's going on now? And I tell them like two more deals and they're like, Oh my God. Right. So, Dude, your uh, excitement is contagious. So yes, spread it. exactly. So, and what you mentioned about actually figuring out their reason, like what, what are they doing this for? Why did they want to invest with you? Or, uh, it, like real estate is such a relationship built business, um, that, you can, I use the same exact tactics as, as that asking why, um, for when you're either going to buy the house, you know, from to, to figure out how motivated the seller is, you know, ask them, you know, why, why are yeah. you, why do you want to sell? Like, what is the real reason? And I found out with, uh, you know, somebody that's going to lend with me soon that he just wants to take care of his expenses. So he'll give me all of his money. He's got, right. you know, half a million dollars in the bank that he, he just wants his expenses paid for every single month. So, you know, you, you really need to figure out why and dig into them and, and make sure that it is a relationship built business um, and take them into consideration, you know, their Absolutely. thoughts, their feelings. Very cool. So, so that's awesome. So, um, so now we know how to get the online leads as well as uh, raising money. For the most part, with your deals, you're taking advantage of the Burr strategy, correct? Uh, for rental properties, absolutely, yep. Okay, cool. So um, that's something that I do as well. So just to, you know, for people that don't know what the Burr strategy is, that's when you buy a distressed property, you do a full remodel on it, you rent it out, you refinance, and then you get most or all your money back to repeat the process. Um, Cool. So have you ever had any issues with the birth strategy when it comes down to refinance or? Um, I mean, yeah, you, you certainly can. Right. Um, yeah. at the end of the day, you've got to, you've got to establish that relationship with the bank, um, and do that sooner rather than later. Um, and, and go from there. The, the biggest problem personally I've had with the birth strategy is, um, it is dollar amounts of properties. And this is only going to affect a small percentage of people in, in the lower price point markets. But, you know, when I talk to the, to a lot of the banks here in Buffalo where we're doing all of our deals, yeah, 
you know, most of most of my rental properties are sub hundred thousand dollars is what I I bought them for. Um, and so if I take to a bank one property and say, I need you to refinance this out, they're going to laugh me out the door in most cases because it's not a primary residence for me, right? They're, they they don't want to deal with that. Yeah. But um, if if I bring, um, you know, so for for example, we're uh, I just started the conversation yesterday, in fact, on refinancing 19 doors um, total. It's about $550,000 worth of real estate, right? Now, it's a bunch of little properties that total into this bigger thing. And yep. they're like, now they're like, okay, yep, let's talk. Right. That's, that's something that they're going to be more interested in. So uh, you got to be aware of what, what are, what are you buying? Where are you buying and how are you buying it? Cause that's more important. Um, long-term uh, for, for the long-term buy and hold strategy. Uh, if you don't have that relationship in the bank, then you're not going to go anywhere. And, and, and just let them know, this is what I plan to do. This is my intentions. Um, I, ideally, if you can bank with that bank, so move all your accounts to that bank. It just, the more you do with a single, uh, single bank. And, and by the way, guys, I'm talking about small community banks, you know, yeah. sub 10 branches, ideally sub five branches. Yeah. Um, not going to be like Wells Fargo or bank no. of America chase. It's not going to no. be those. You got to get the small local banks. Exactly. And find them, right? They're, yeah. they're out there and yeah, they might be more of a pain in the butt to drive to. Maybe they're further out. Like the one that we're dealing with is almost a 25 minute drive from where I live in Buffalo right now. Um, but you know what? They actually are going to lend on deals. If I went to some of the bigger banks here, they're going to laugh me at the door or I'm just a number. And it's like, here it is. Like there's no, uh, there's no relationship at that bank. So you, you got to build the relationship with the bank to make the, the burr strategy really work. And, and then just, and obviously do what you say you're going to do, right? Like if you tell them I'm going to go do this, go do it. If you know, really? ever call them back, they're not going to trust you in the future. Of course. Yeah. With, uh, my local bank that I, I use over in Ohio, that's where I invest. Um, you know, they are way too good to me. They don't have a, a minimum, uh, as far as purchase price. I can do a $5,000 one. That would be asinine to me. That'd be stupid, <laughs> but, um, I could do it. And they, they have, you know, the fixed rates, like I just closed on a few that were 4.875%. Like it's outrageous. Um, and they cover my closing costs. Wow. Yeah. Something, something tremendous. So the local banks are definitely where it's at. I got quoted before with bank of America and it was like six grand for closing costs. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not about what you make. It's all what you keep. That's right. That's right. Cool. So, um, for any newbies out there that, that, uh, you know, they're, they're struggling to get started or they don't know where to start. Um, you know, do you have any tips or motivation to, to, to get them start the ball going, you know? Yeah. So if you're new and you're just getting, you're just getting going, um, I won't, the number one thing you can do is market more. Market Put more marketing out there, yes. do more driving, more bandit signs, more letters, more internet, more everything, yep. whatever you're doing right now, I want you to 10 exit in the next month. Okay. Um, and I'm not even kidding about that. Literally you, you sent out a thousand letters. Great. How do you get to 10,000 in the next month? Okay. And the reason is, is that in this business, it's a numbers game, especially in today's market more so than ever. Yeah. And if you are not doing marketing and by the way, marketing means more offers, which means eventually a deal, right? Yeah. But you got to start with the marketing. If you're not doing marketing, or if you're not focusing on marketing, or it's not a priority in your business, that's probably why you don't have a deal yet. Do more marketing. Yeah. As much as you can. Yeah. I mean, if you have that excuse, that limited belief that, you know, there's no deals out there, then you definitely have to ask yourself that question. You know, how much time and energy and money resources am I putting towards my marketing? 
because that will determine where you're at. You know, if you, you only got a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks behind it and you're doing it over a long period of time, well then, you know, like you yeah. said. Well, I, actually, hold on. I want to address that too. So in marketing, there's two factors. There's time and there's money. Yep. Um, you can, every marketing campaign requires one, some require both. Mm. So understand where you're at. So when I say 10X your marketing, if you're sitting there going, um, Bob, I'm doing $100 a month and that's all I can afford to do. Okay, great. You can't put 10X the money in, but you know what you can do? You can 10X your time. That's right. Right? Yeah, you're going to get some, you're going to get a little bit less sleep. Yeah, your, your family might have to go on hold for a little bit for a little while. Maybe instead of two hours of playtime with the kids today, you've only got an hour of playtime with the kids today. Mm. Um, the, and, and I know some people are going to probably, you know, drink some haterade and start spewing it back at me for saying something like that. But let's be real guys. It, it, if your family is important to you all right, do you want to only have two hours a day for the rest of your life? Or would you really, would you rather have one hour a day for the next year and then yep. have all the time for the next 10, 20, 30 years of your life? That's right. And, and, and so I get now, that. Make the sacrifices now so then you can, you know, live the life you want later. Mm -hmm. awesome. And, 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 and I know sometimes people say, oh, well, it's easier for you to say that, Bob, you're there, right? No, look, I'm in Buffalo, New York right now. Do you think I want to be in Buffalo, New York? No, I'm moving <laughs> back to LA soon. But you know what? I was sitting there and I said, you know what? There's a problem in my business that can only be fixed by me being here. Yep. And I said, you know what? I'm going to move back do what others won't now so I can have what others can't later. I came back. I said I was going to fix it in a year. It took me about uh, seven to eight months. Got it done. Moving back. Right now, some people might say that's nuts. Why would you do that? But guess what, guys? I was willing to make the sacrifice of being away from friends and, and my girlfriend and um, family that I have out. Like, you know, I don't actually have family out there, but I have family yeah. <laughs> um, and, and all of them for, for a while because I knew that long term it would lead to what I needed um, in my business and my life and you know seven to eight months of sacrifice here was worth it to be able to have the next 20 or 30 years um, exactly how I want it versus what I have to oh yeah yeah man I love it that's awesome cool um, so wrapping everything up how can people get a hold of you yeah. Um, obviously, my name is Bob McIntosh. It's M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. You can find me uh, at my personal website, which is www.thebobmacintosh.com. Funny story, bobmacintosh.com was taken and he wanted five grand for it. So I said, nope. And I bought thebobmacintosh.com for 12 bucks. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to learn more about Tab Retreat, go to tabretreat.com. All the information's on the page there. We'd love to have you down in Jamaica with us in September. And uh, otherwise, I'm on literally every single social network. So just put my name in, find me. I'm the only six foot three redhead dude on social media with the name Bob McIntosh. So you can find me that way very easily. Uh, I love you, brother. That's so funny. Cool. Is there anything that, you know, the listeners and, and myself can do to actually uh, give value back to you for taking the time out to, to pour into us? Yeah. Um, the, the two biggest things that you can do for me, uh, if you want to is, um, well, maybe three things. Number one is if you are interested in Tab Retreat, I, I would love to have you there, right? We have a goal of 95 rooms. We're at 51 as of today. Okay. Um, we will sell all those out. So if you want to go, go one, because it's an awesome time, right? I like worst case scenario, you have an awesome week in Jamaica. Best case scenario, you, you meet a new family and you grow a whole lot, right? Um, number two, if you need help in digital marketing, please reach out to me. Um, I, I'll, I have a digital marketing agency. We can help you build funnels. We can help you build your online presence. Um, I just actually got back from doing, uh, I have a program where I can come to you and I shoot for three days. I shoot an entire year of social media content for you in just three days. We hammer the yeah. whole thing out. 
which is pretty awesome if you're at that level and, and that makes sense for you. Um, and then number three is probably the most important one, which is please follow me on social media, engage with me. I put out a literally ton of free content. If you go to my business page on Facebook, you'll see hundreds of live videos I've done on social media marketing, internet marketing, uh, and mindset. Cause those are three of my, like my passions. Um, just check my stuff out, right? All my Facebook stuff I pretty much do for free. Um, so if you're sitting there going, Bob, I love it, but I can't pay you right now or I can't afford that. Great. Go learn what I'm giving you for free guys. All this stuff is implementable. And then actually number four, just take action. Yes. Like if, if I, if I gave you even a little bit today, okay, bam, <laughs> like he says, right. Take that action. Um, if I get, if, if just one thing that I told you today or taught you today is like, man, I could be doing that, then just do it. Yep. That's honestly, that's the biggest compliment and the best uh, reward for me is knowing that I told you something and you did it and it worked. And you want to know why I know it's going to work because it's worked for me. So it'll work for you, but you have to take action. You don't yeah. do that. What's the point? Yeah, you got to. In that case, you know what? Actually, hold on. If you're not taking action in your business, right? If you're listening to this right now and you're and, and you're using this podcast or any podcast as an excuse, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Brandon, but stop listening and go do something. Yeah, and come back and finish the episode later. Yeah, no, I agree. I I, I mean, there's not enough uh, action takers out there, so it, it's so so important to not just consume all the all the resources and. Um, you know, all the education, you just dropped a ton of great content and, uh, you know, you just definitely need to take that next level to become action driven and, you know, get it out there, um, and implement some of these strategies. So I highly, highly recommend everyone to check out Bob, um, the free content I've been following you for a while and you, you truly do have, you know, tremendous free content that you give out on a daily basis. I love it. So it helps me a lot in my business, certain things. Um, Kind of just like you were talking about a 10x with Ty Lopez. That when somebody says something, maybe in a different tone or a different person or whatever it may be, you might have heard it a million times before. But you've done this with me uh, a certain amount of times that something when you just say it, it like clicks. So I don't know if you just have that special like gift within <laughs> you or what it is, but I promise you, it's happened to me several times, and I'm like, damn, that is so good. It's like, and it makes sense and it helps me. So I know all the listeners out there will definitely find a lot of value uh, by checking out uh, any of your social media and all your free content out there. And you guys are definitely going to want to, you know, be a part of the tab retreat. Uh, don't miss out on that. So, um, Bob, thank you so, so much. I, I truly appreciate you, man. You, you just dropped a ton of great knowledge uh, that everybody can implement right away. So that's awesome. Appreciate you, brother. So thanks if, for having me on and to everyone else. Thank you for, for listening to this episode. Uh, glad, you know, glad I could be here and dude, seriously, thank you for inviting me. I want to acknowledge you for giving of your time to all these people to help them grow their business too. That's huge of you. Cool, man. Appreciate you. Um, cool. So if anybody wants to reach out to me, um, it is Brandon You can also, uh, email me Brandon investments at gmail.com. Um, also anywhere on social media, you'll be able to find me. But till next time, guys, thank you so much for viewing. Do me a favor, like this, share, subscribe, download, whatever it may be. Get this out there to everybody that needs to, you know, hear all these strategies to be able to take their business to the next level. Love you guys all. Till next time. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. 
more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.